0: Welcome back to EXPN, The Experience. I'm Warren Rustboro, And I'm Dirk Bradley. Dirk, what are you doing
1: here? Um, reading the news, Rusty? Jeez, I thought I was supposed to be the stupid one.
0: Dirk, you're on bed rest. The cleric specifically told you to not go- I know,
1: I know. It's just, whenever I make with the lie down, I end up in bed. Alone. With my thoughts. A harrowing prospect, to be sure. Exactly. Plus, I know if I stayed home, they'd call in Aspen Vancaster again. That guy really grates my cheese. You know, he wears sandals without socks, like an animal.
0: As much as I'd like to discuss our fellow hosts' footwear, our main story is Team Gold Dragon and their upcoming Battle Axis quest.
1: Aw, oh, man, I finally caught the rescry of their fight with Silver Song.
0: What the hell is Ashpool's problem? Perhaps he feels cheated for being passed over for the commissioner's team. Or perhaps he's simply looking for publicity as he approaches his forged challenge.
1: Or maybe he's just a huge dirt. You ever think of that?
0: I'm not sure I'd use those words myself, but I understand the sentiment.
1: Ashpool wouldn't know sentiment if it crawled headfirst up his assomar.
0: Language, Dirk. I'm sorry, Rusty. That guy just really bakes my cookies. In any case, Ophidian Ashpool still stands head and shoulders above most of the novice rank, and while his persona does seem cause for concern, his growing fan base and early courtship from high-profile advertisers suggests his edgy and grating style is here to stay. But he's a bad guy. Unfortunately, Dirk, some people like the bad guy.
1: It has been several days since your meeting with Pug and your evening out. You've all had time to reflect on your training and the conversations you've had with your teammates. What have you done with the time leading
0: up to your Battle Axis quest? Ayavos has been spending a lot of time poring over not many books, but just one, his spell book. He is debating what powers he needs to call out to in the coming days. Constantly surprised by the destruction that he can weave with his hands, but wanting to be helpful to his friends. Struggling to choose between arcane and divine, and not really fully understanding the difference between the two. And he spends a lot of time staring into a bottle, the old dusty wine bottle that was his sister's, with tiny universes of magic that seemed to float inside, trying to make sense of it, spending time alone. Gaspar spends
2: the few days coming up to this quest by going to fairly public spaces where he knows journalists are, trying to purposely invoke questions from them involving the incident with Ophidian, just trying to keep the publicity train going. But in his more uh, personal and leisurely time, he did have a nice coffee date. Was it with a witch? It was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we, f- we figured out which one. I was to say, which which.
3: <laughs> Penelope Farthing is finally allowing herself to take a much-deserved break from all of her combat training. But in that time, she's studying up, obtaining books, and doing some very uncharacteristic reading. She's watching the Scry and learning everything she can about the League, about tactics, rules all the things that she's been relying on her teammates to know for her. She also enjoys the last few days of her fresh pedicure before it gets scuffed. (sighs) I'm going to miss my shiny little (laughs) hoofs.
4: Hal is doing what Hal does, and in the combat sim, practicing, trying to focus, getting in the zone with not being too impulsive, working on using it to defend his teammates rather than going on offense and leaving them vulnerable and trying to increase his awareness of what else is going on around him and being less of a sort of solo engine of destruction. He comes home late every night, very, very tired, and flops onto his bed, sleeping face first in his pillow. Perfect.
1: So, over these days, the Myriad Market has been in full swing. These last few days have been the tail end of the Myriad Market. Each of you now has the opportunity to tally up any resources that they might have bought that totals under 100 gold. And this all will be rolled into the quin that you spent.
0: One of the things that Iavos got at the Myriad Market, um, aside from a few small spell components and a new silver knife was instead of going to one of the stores or the booths that purvey items, he actually went to one of the money changers. Um, Because while most of the market runs on Quinn, uh, there is a lot of other extra planar currency being exchanged. And he asked as many questions and did as much research as he could to collect a bag of a very simple cheap coin from as many planes of existence as he could get his hands on. The equivalent of roughly a penny or a copper and they jingle around as another accoutrement to his belt of many random items.
1: All right, Uncle Pennybags, got it.
0: Mm-hmm. But yep. he still has one favorite, Penny. <laughs> uh, it's the this
1: one. one. The <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a misprint. It's got a cow on it.
1: <laughs> because these items can't necessarily be brought into the Axis, you are not expected to give them to me now, but if you have any you'd like to detail, feel free. Okay.
0: Mine count as spell components. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The day comes. You are scheduled to meet Fimber Hoylan at the battle center. You take the elevator, to the appropriate floor, and approach the main door. Fimber is there waiting for you, wearing a purple brocade vest. He straightens it as you approach. Gold Dragon, how you doing? Hi, Fimber. It's been a while. It has. Something like a week. We are doing quite well. Tip-top shape. I'm feeling much better.
0: Mentally prepared for what's coming.
1: I'm not sure you're going to be able to be until you prepare yourself for this one. Yeah, you have more details for us about this quest, right? We do. We do. Um, This is a bit strange. So first, um, it's an extermination quest, but as always, the objectives are up to you once you're in the field. You can kind of change it if you need to. You just want to approach it with intent where possible. Um, From what I can tell from the readout, there's no landscape to speak of. Not at all. So this is probably a classic dungeon. No shortage of walls and holes, according to the brief. Um, one oddity, there doesn't seem to be any, um, metal at all. Curious? Almost none. If not none at all. Interesting. Right. Everything seems to be organic. Everything. The whole place is organic.
3: Including the walls and holes? Everything. That's more than a
1: little unsettling, but, I mean, I guess we killed a god, so... I mean, there's some stone in there, but that's about it. There's also a lot of energy. Life energy, even. But there's no life forms. How does that work? That's what we'd like to know. Probably why it was chosen.
0: I imagine this is one of the many times we are going to learn things about other planes of existence and the mysteries within the battle axis. And what it will reveal to us.
4: Speak for yourself. I never learn anything.
2: (laughs) 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 Well, since this is such a mystery, the only way to truly find out is to go. That's right.
1: It's dry. It's dry. It's very dry. From what I can tell,
2: there's no natural water sources there. There are no natural water sources, but it is teeming with life. No, no. But not life forms. Right. Right.
1: This is why we're pretty excited about it, but I just wanted to let you know what was going into it.
2: Interesting. We are going to walk straight into the intestines of a worm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds far too ridiculous.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That That would never be a dungeon.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Who has ever heard of dungeons in dragons, Gaspar?
4: (laughs) Hal raises his hand.
3: (laughs) We would
2: have to go through some great maw first, probably. We
0: would only be able to escape with some kind of deep cut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I don't want to belabor the point anymore. The fact is, it's going to be a complicated dungeon. From what I can tell, it's very labyrinthine. Uh, It's kind of odd. Uh, These briefs aren't exactly forthcoming with lots of information. They're sort of... um, Probabilistic in nature And slightly divination They sort of cast out With a a psychic impression Of the things that are And may be And things that were once And that's how we get This kind of loose idea Our psychics work overtime Trying to figure out What's going on inside
0: Well if we don't have Anything tangible To prepare for Other than a lack of water I suppose we should Just be ready for anything
1: Yes And presumably No food either Or the lack of life forms means no plants Probably no animals Nothing you could hunt How long do we expect to be there? That's the hard part. We can't tell you. For all you, we know you could be stuck in there for months. If we ever get in, if you get into a tight spot, you can always use your escape. You will get to zero for the quest, which would be a pretty bad hit for you right now. But I think one of the reasons why they're giving you something so so much more complicated than usual is because I think they're prepping you up. I think you're up next for a forge challenge. If you want it.
3: The forge challenge. I was reading about this. It's, um, isn't that the test for
1: hero rank? It is. It's usually a specifically designed dungeon made by some outsider, somebody who's not necessarily a part of the league. They tend to go all over trying to find interesting folks to do them. And it's kind of a big deal. It means you become a hero. And you all have yourselves somebody set up to accept your entire team when the time comes, rather than going piecemeal and going separate ways.
0: I wonder if our sponsorship from the commissioner has anything to do with how quickly they're moving us along.
1: I think it has more to do with the fact that you're moving on quickly. You're leveling up you're leveling up a lot faster than we all expected. I mean, the only other team that's doing as well as you is, well, I mean, Grey Knight or Silversong.
0: Two names for one team? Uh,
1: Silversong's the name they've kind of adapted for themselves. Everybody except Ophidian seems to be kind of uh, embodying that whole style. But you'd know better than I would. It is very recognizable.
0: Well, that's enough out of me. Have any questions? Seems like none of the questions I have have answers, so I suppose not.
2: When I am procuring equipment from the League, are there perhaps other options of material? Is there bone daggers?
1: Oh, yes. I mean, most of the time, if you're going to want something in a different material, as long as it's not a step up from steel, it's going to be about the same price. If you want a wood dagger, for example. That seems ineffective. (laughs) Who knows what you're going to be fighting? Could be vampires in there. Wait, do vampires even... How do vampires work? Here? I guess do a stake, yeah. There's, there's got to be a plane out there somewhere where vampires still get staked.
0: Hmm. Well, the nice thing about a good wooden stake to the heart is it works on most things, not just vampires. Somebody's been watching commercials. Unfortunately, they play sometimes as I travel here to and fro.
2: <laughs> I just mute it and then press skip add.
0: I have a premium subscription so they don't show up in <laughs> any- No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just because this plane doesn't seem to have any kind of metal or inorganic materials, does that mean that we shouldn't bring such things with us?
1: No reason I could think. In fact, it might even be an advantage.
3: Oh, I I do have a question, but it might not be related. Help me. Um, I've been watching recordings on the sky, and recently they've been showing viewer comments on top of the, the the feed.
1: All right. They put a psychic tap in some of the uh, divination stones. you got to agree to it.
3: Ah, that makes sense. But I was watching some of ours, and I've been wondering, what is a cinnamon roll? Cinnamon roll? A little baked good? Yes, people keep saying that Penny is is a cinnamon roll.
0: I believe they're implying that you're quite sweet.
1: Oh, that's very nice then. That makes a lot more sense now. I'm sorry, I don't tend to get a lot of uh, human uh, jokes and references. They are calling you a snack. They're very fond of you. (laughs) Was that a joke? Mm-hmm. It's good. I like it. You are learning. <coughs> Any other questions? Preferably something not related to Benny's fan appeal.
2: No, mostly alternative materials was my main question. Okay. I don't trust metal in this quest at the moment.
1: I've got to give you a fair warning. When you do graduate, when you move up to hero rank, whether you decide to leave and, and go to another plane or whether you decide to stay here... I'm not going to be your manager anymore. I'm specifically dedicated to helping novice ranks get up to, well, where you're going. So we might not see each other very much. Penny's ears droop.
0: Any idea who our new manager would be?
1: That's going to be up to um probably the commissioner. I mean, assuming you decide to stay with the commissioner, that, that's entirely up to you. And I'm not here to influence you. I, I don't work for the commissioner. Uh, I work for the league proper, which means that no matter what, I'm here to support you as best I can.
4: Doesn't. Doesn't everyone who works for the league work for the commissioner because he's the commissioner of the league?
1: No, no. So uh, the league itself is made up of all of the individual spokespersons as well as any of the people on the commission. How? But the commissioner is just there to act as a kind of a authoritative voice and, and make the final decisions, tie-breaking, things like that. They also tend to put forward yeah uh, you know, policy and things like that that everybody agrees with. Right. Okay. Yep. He doesn't work for the commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> Hal's eyes glazed over about three words in. <laughs> it's kind of complicated. Suffice to say I don't work for them. So you can trust my word. From what I know, commissioners are good people.
0: Fair enough. And just because we're not using you as a manager doesn't mean we won't see you around Zenith.
1: I'll be frank. You'll probably not see me much. You'd have to seek me out. I'm going to be busy most of the time and uh, I don't tend to get out a lot.
0: Hmm. Seems that being part of the League isn't very conducive to having long-term friends, is it? Perhaps
1: once you join a battle axis team, you'll have a little bit more uh, dedicated time to people. Usually they tend to get you specific trainers and everything, too, which means you won't have to just split Pug's attention all the time.
0: Well, I'm sure Pug's very eager about that.
1: <laughs> oh, no, he likes you. He's just a bit rough. Anyway, if there's no more questions, best you, get your gear and get going. They're waiting for you.
0: Well, let's shall, then. Are we all prepared for the unknown?
3: As prepared as we can be, I suppose.
4: Every single day. Yeah, we know more about this quest than we did about our last one.
3: (laughs) Not knowing things has typically been a strength of ours.
4: (laughs) It's always worked out okay for me. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Hal, you are on point. This is your home territory. Ignorance.
1: (laughs) So, you make your way into the requisition room and you see Bagworth standing behind the counter. He adjusts his spectacles and smiles. So, what do you need? From what I understand, this is going to be an old one. It will be.
2: Um, I'm thinking of doing my standard loadout, but switching some of the metal pieces to bone or something partially organic. Why do you want to do something like that? We've received reports that there are no traces of metal in the landscape. I just would not like to agitate whatever's there.
1: Can't tell you what to do one way or the other? I mean, Hal has a bone halibut. Yeah, can't bring it though. It's a
4: bit of Lexus quest. But there are bone weapons. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, I'll take my usual loadout, but uh, I don't want anything magnetic.
1: Right, I can do that. And have else? Have uh, one special? Can I have a donkey? I mean, sure. Probably don't want one. Why, are they made of metal? No, they're pretty hostile. Oh. Especially if you're going to be standing inside of a small area. Say there's little walls and holes in here, eh? This probably has to be a
2: donkey that you are familiar with. They tend to be stubborn creatures.
0: Also, I think you may have a misconception. Just because we will be someplace that is likely subterranean, the name Burrow can be deceiving. <laughs>
3: <laughs> With the description of, of walls and holes, perhaps we also want some rope or other supplies. Um, I, I believe that some comes in an explorer's pack. Is that right?
0: Yes. According to the notes we have from our last loadout, we uh, brought two Explorer Packs with us. Uh, I believe this time we'll want to carry some extra water and rations, but I don't think we'll need a tent like we brought to the cold tundra of Roque 43 Can I bring a chicken? We'll have plenty of Wait. food, Hal.
1: Why do you want to bring a chicken?
0: Well, so I can eat it. I think we'll bring prepared food and not living creatures that make a lot of noise.
3: We might not be able to make a fire hal if it's an organic dungeon
2: hal it will be much harder than it already is for you to walk stealthily if your bag is clucking
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what are you guys getting other than your normal loadout
0: my new spell components uh 15 gold worth of extra rations and water um
4: i'm taking two extra javelins Mm. and i think Hal will take just wood javelins. And you're not wearing your armor anymore, right? I'm not wearing my armor anymore because my barbarian AC is
0: the same. Marvelous. And uh, Penny upgraded to studded leather which is what, 45 you said? Mm -hmm.
2: And I'm still the most overpaid person on this team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent.
1: Right, there's all your gear. If you need anything,
0: come to me. So we'll have to be leaving some of our magic items behind, of course.
1: That's right. Now, usually you can, if you want, spend uh, a glory in order to carry a non-battle access item under here. You also have to get it approved. So, in your own time.
3: Well, I'm going to be taking Zillos, of course, mm. uh, Penny says, as she like, kind of taps the handle of her sword. Um, and and the shield. I, I think they count together. Oh, that's, that actually means that we get some gold back, because it's coming out of our magic item allowance instead of our equipment allowance. You're right?
0: Then I think I'll be upgrading my armor a little bit. Mm. I seem to be a little too squishy for the likes of these three ruffians. Would you wear? I think I will go up to studded leather like penny. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lovely. I so- think that's a prudent choice. It should fit under my robes just fine, make me look a little more muscular, yes.
4: <laughs> I don't think there's much hope
0: for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, and um my ring. Uh, I'll be taking that as well. Hey,
2: fair enough. If there's not going to be any water, I will probably leave this harness of the waterborne behind,
1: but I will take this skull. What about Ecker? What if you need to swim in a
2: bunch of uh, filth? You bring up a good point, but...
3: Not it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you're probably fine. Yeah, I mean, the only magic items I have are the sword and the um, halberd, and I got both of them not in the axis, so I can't bring them.
1: Technically, you can bring non-battle axis items into the battle axis, but first you need to fill out a bunch of paperwork and you need to spend the glory. Yeah, uh, I'm not
4: bringing any non-battle axis items. Uh, I don't do paperwork. Oh, Hal, but
2: this came for you. Huh? It's a, it's some paperwork that you did. Gaspar hands him
4: just a neatly organized binder of paperwork. <laughs> Hal opens it, looks at it, sees his signature perfectly duplicated.
1: Uh, I'd like you to roll me a quick, uh, what would that be, sleight of hand check? That's a nine. Uh, <laughs> Bagward looks at the paperwork. Do you give your consent to let somebody else forge your signature? This is not uncommon for teams, especially teams that have uh, people of your particular class. I, like, lean over
4: and I look at it, and I add a loop to one of the letters, and I'm like, it seems to be in order to me.
1: You try not to punish uh, illiteracy.
4: Who Who adds six loops to their signature? It's too much. I'm not illiterate.
2: I
0: can read.
3: Hey, what if you couldn't? He has a lot of O's in his name, Gaspar. Are you ready?
0: Yes, I think so. Ooh, this armor makes me feel all the more safe. (laughs) You're still a wizard.
1: Look at us, just a bunch of studs. (laughs) (coughs) You cross the walkway into the collar and meet the director of collar operations. Tall as ever, he runs his hands over his bald head, and he seems unusually happy. He has a large smile on his face that seems to stretch his already angular features to even more uncomfortable angles. It's pleasing to see you again. I wish I could say the same
0: is quite an infectious smile though isn't it
3: yes
1: why are you so happy we are delighted for this quest servants of the axis should be pleased to enter
0: is that what we are servants of the axis
1: very much so Hmm. i could not be more delighted the energy readings the information that we might gather from this particular quest ah, beyond exciting
2: you're just a natural born researcher aren't you
1: very much so If you will, he gestures forward to the catwalk. And as you approach, the collar detaches from its current position as the collar begins to lift higher and higher, higher than you've ever gone before. So far that you doubt you would be able to see Zenith now if you looked outside the window. When it finally comes to a stop, you can feel an oppressive energy pushing down from above you.
0: Going ahead.
4: gulp. I find that, men, very unsettling. I don't know if it's the smile or the interest in research. (laughs)
0: I think it's referring to us as servants That makes me a little more nervous And feeling a bit like a guinea pig But, again, we're here to expect the unexpected Aren't all cleric servants? Some would call me a cleric, I suppose But uh, I never heard that term until it was given to me I guess I could call you a A clizzard Let's not (laughs) The door's open
3: Okay, everyone (laughs) Game faces How are we going to enter? Are we going to go in a
0: battle stance Or holding hands? Lavos' hands were already up ready. Like, uh, it goes into his pockets. Oh, I don't know. What, is, what do you want to do?
4: Gaspar, uh, you said I was taking point on this one,
2: right? Yep. Our battle sands should be holding hands, though. Just in case, you know, we have to launch each other or it's a... Uh My God, the door is very open. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll fish one of... He offers his hands out of
3: his pockets.
0: Yeah, I grab, I grab Penny's hand. H- Hal, Hal goes, all right, guys,
4: let's do this. And I go charging into the room. <laughs> Penny's hand is outstretched as Hal runs off. Hal gives you a high five and blows past you.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Penny huffs and starts leading the other two into the, into the dungeon.
1: You cross onto the catwalk. The glass doors slide closed behind you. And there before you is the axis, though it seems somewhat more alive than usual. Usually when you approach the axis, at least the last time you went, the wall seemed like almost like an organic texture, not dissimilar from tree bark, but vaguely slowly shifting. But this seems almost like it's breathing, pulsing with energy. And that oppressive feeling becomes all the more keen, As you look up and see that what was black before is now a raging storm above you, a maelstrom of cosmic energy. It is still some many thousand miles away, but it feels close, closer than you'd ever like to be. The skin of the axis begins to split and then part like a curtain, revealing the darkness within.
0: Deep breath in.
1: As you step into the infinite dungeon, the sound around you disappears. All things disappear. There is only you, seemingly unilluminated, yet clearly visible. You take your first tentative steps, until eventually, the skin of the axis closes behind you. As it does so, the air is filled with a familiar yet haunting odor, the rich scent of leathers, glues, paper, and time. The darkness resolves, and your limited senses come upon a simple stone archway, the apex of which is fashioned in the style of a scroll. Engraved in its face is the phrase... May all knowledge and those who seek it find home. When you pass beneath these words, a sound of scraping stone signifies your entombment. For behind you there is no path, only the cold stone and wood walls of the labyrinth. Gold Dragon has just entered the Axis, and my gonads are itching in
0: anticipation. Gonads? Yeah, you know, the bumps on the back of your head. Dirk, those aren't gonads. Dear gods, I hope those aren't your gonads. You are human, right, Dirk? More so than most. Dirk, gonads are reproductive organs. Like, the liver? I heard you can grow those back, but... Reproductive, not regenerative. Reproductive as in you know. I really don't. Dirk, I have done my best to explain many things to you, to aid you in your asymptotic quest to become a professional. But I will not now, nor will I ever, explain your gonads in graphic detail. Dang, I was curious. That really makes my balls drop. Commercial. I need a commercial. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon. A keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into
5: the adverse. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash r-e-a-l-m now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash realm.
1: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Mountwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
0: Either day G28833. This is Captain Raymond. This may be my final recording. Power is fading hope is fading. I've been alone for 87 days now. When the Parabella got attacked by extremists, we got to the escape hatches as soon as we could. Logically, being the highest-ranking officer, I was the first to get onto an escape pod. We grabbed whatever supplies were in reach, and some of us made out better than others. I have very little doubt the rest of my crew is dead fired off into nothingness in their own parts flying coffins on a sea of black in neon my rations are almost out I fear I may be losing my mind so if anyone finds this just know these are likely my last words first please be kind and try to understand your fellow man Being alone means even missing the times with those I hated most. Second, if you have to grab rations to survive, don't go for the ice cream first. It gets old after 29 days. And last, be sure to visit Manscaped.com for all your body hair maintenance needs. One of the crates aboard my pod was a part of a shipment of Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 Grooming Kits. It comes with the lawnmower Mower 4.0, with skin-safe ceramic blades to avoid any hole damage, and a powerful LED light to help navigate in the darkest place. It also includes the Weed Whacker for ear and nose hair removal to help tidy up your black holes. The ball reviver deodorant to make you ready to greet unexpected visitors. The ball toner for the softest touch in the galaxy. Not to mention the addictively comfortable box of briefs. The irony of my extended isolation is that my celestial body has never been so pure and suky. My lower deck and captain's log are spotless and ready for takeoff. I smell and feel wonderful, despite these weeks alone. If I'm to leave a corpse behind, let it be clean-shaven and sweet-smelling, so they can remember me as I lived. Oh, and be sure to use code LUQ for 20% off and free shipping on your delivery. Captain's Orders. It's time for L-U-Q mid-roll. Information is the goal. Hi, cuties. I'm happy you're here. No, seriously. If you weren't here, the show wouldn't be getting made. We are loving Season 2, and we can't wait to see where it takes us. If you've hit what we call the wall and can't wait for new episodes to come out weekly, remember you can always go back and see what you missed in Season 1, because there's lots of hidden, tasty tidbits. Or you can check out D20 Questions, where me and Zach interview local gaming folk. There's been a little bit of a breakdown and repair done to the team roster for our legendary patrons, because some of the patrons have left, changed their tiers, or needed a break, and some new ones have moved up. It works just like it always has, but we need to fill in empty slots, and sometimes that means merging teams so new names can be added. But first, I'd like to thank a patron who has been high in our Patreon ranks for a few months now, and due to teams being too packed and not enough new members to start a new one, they were in limbo for a little while. So thank you to Wagon. Your support is amazing, and I'm sorry your name wasn't put in sooner. If you're one of our mid-roll legends and you don't know why your name hasn't been added to a team yet, don't be shy to contact us and let us know so we can explain and work to fix it. It's not a perfect system, but it's the best one we have for now. And a big thank you to a brand new legend, Cody LeBlanc. Welcome aboard. To start fresh and fix things, I'm just going to list off the new team arrangement and who is where now that the numbers have fluctuated. We have The Titans Rise with Darsmail, Andrew42, Evelet, and Isaac Davies. The Twilight Concord with Eerie Lunar Rose, Maisie, and Korgoth. The Ceaseless Horde with Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. And The Forgotten Legacy with Wagon and Cody LeBlanc. And as things change and new names come and go, some of those team arrangements may bounce around a little bit, but we will still thank you from the bottom of our hearts all the same. For links to social media, Discord, Patreon, our merch store, and actors' pages, visit theouq.com. Join the Discord, these are the coolest people. I know we say that a lot, but it's actually amazing. If you want to contact us to advertise with the show or get out a personal message, admin at slapdashstudios.com is the email. And if you want to send us something, by the way, we love fan art and we definitely share it online. P.O. Box 230091, Tigard, Oregon 97281 is the P.O. Box. Just no homemade food. And as a reminder, we have a live game at Rose City Comic Con. At least that's what's currently lined up Sunday, September 12th. And myself and Dana will be on a panel for Orcs, Orcs, Orcs on Saturday the 11th. If we get enough visiting cuties, I think we can totally make time to go out for drinks after the con, and get to know our fans. We've been very active on Twitch lately, so join us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams. Mondays we premiere new episodes with a Q&A afterwards, and for the time being, those will be hosted by our very own dungeon mistress Dana, which I am very happy about. And Wednesdays, me and Zach do our Pokémon Soul Link Nuzlocke. We're currently playing Sun and Moon, and it rules. Plus, so much more. As always, thank you for helping us grow. We just hit 100 patrons on our Patreon, and as promised, I rolled a D100 to find a random patron to reward with some free merch. So a special congratulations to Andrew42, who's been a longtime supporter and generally very rad LUQE. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the battle axes. My brother, it is a joy and honor to ride beside you through the fields of Ashenfein, our hair blowing back in the wind, the horizon waiting to embrace us. But I must ask of you a question. Speak, horse brother. When we ride, your hair, it does not flow like it used to. Mine grows tangled and matted as the wind whips it to and fro, but yours remains untouched, as though you wear some kind of invisible helmet to shield it. Am I going mad? Have the gods cursed my mind? Your mind is uncursed, my equestrian-inclined soulmate. While I bear no enchanted armaments, there is a kind of invisible helmet that protects my locks from the ravages of the sun and cold. A new product, just for long, majestic hair, like ours. But there is no dampness or weight to an ungent or cream to my eyes. Oh, damn my eyes! Perhaps the madness is real! Be calmed, dear brother, rider of my horse's brother-brother horse. There is no cream or ungent. It is a spray, a fine mist that hardens like iron, but shines like the surface of the distant sea. What is this spray called, Saddlekin? Tell it to me now. It is called... Stronghold! Stronghold, stronghold, It'll keep your hair from going anywhere. Oh
1: yeah. A hungry silence fills the air devouring the sound of your every movement the instant it is heard. The quiet is interrupted only occasionally by the turning of pages and the rustling of paper. A rich, musty biblicore fills your nostrils as you enter an octagonal room. In each of the four cardinal directions, there is a door, flanked by bookshelves heavy laden with tomes, manuscripts, and scrolls. In each corner, there is a window looking out from the room. How's confident charge through the archway
4: comes to a skidding halt. Oh shit, it's books. Uh, my natural enemy. Uh. (laughs) Iavos, uh, that's it. You're on point now. And Hal immediately just goes back and pushes Iavos forwards.
1: Uh,
0: Iavos was already holding Penny's hand, and at the sight of these huge stacks of books, his knees just buckle. (laughs) Uh, and you're holding him up for just a moment. He says, oh my goodness, <sighs> so much knowledge. I I must know. He moves over to one of the bookshelves and reaches for whatever tomb calls to him.
3: Penny lets go of Iavos's hand and gently takes Hal's hand. Let's go look out to the windows and see what there is to see. One
2: moment, Iavos. Can Gaspar try and perceive if there are any security measures for these books? As wizards (laughs) attempt to do. Give
1: me an investigation check.
2: Okay, investigation.
1: Guidance. Thank you. That is an 11. Ooh, okay. Not great, but you can tell that there don't seem to be any immediate traps or threats in the books that he's looking at.
0: And I probably didn't pause quite as long as you would have wanted. (laughs) As my hand shakes and I slide a book off the shelf.
1: (laughs) Perfect. You find a book titled The Edge of Amarthus" by Fergus Blomshed. You hold a manuscript. Contained within is the amateur works of a budding writer. Of particular note are the marginal notes and narrative flow. As you read, the writer seems to interrupt themselves with corrections, doubts, and even self-abuses. This reads like a rough draft, despite being bound as a complete work. The story itself is the unremarkable saga of a boy who finds a holy sword and becomes the hero of his nation. There is a skeleton of a good novel, yet the writer's lack of any and all experience is very clear.
0: He turns with tears in his eyes to the group, smiling and says, it's written in common. (laughs) (laughs) Not very well, but he's shuffling through pages and he stops talking and the pages keep turning and you lose Ayavos for a moment. Penny and Hal, beyond this room, you see hundreds upon
1: hundreds of rooms, nearly identical, connected by simple staircases going up and down down. You struggle to find a limit to the space, a wall, a landscape, anything to indicate the breadth of the place. But you find nothing, only the library, only knowledge, as far as the eye can see. High above the highest rooms, you see a pale green light whose ambience dimly penetrates the entirety of the dungeon in which you find yourselves. Periodically, you catch glimpses of pulsing green lights floating through the air. As your eyes travel down into the abyss below, you see myriad emerald stars dancing dimly through a dusty haze. It's books. Why did it have to be books?
3: Halophon? Yeah? Will we be penalized on discipline if we don't read every book?
4: (laughs) I don't know, Penny, Uh, but it's an extermination quest. And I'm not sure if we're supposed to exterminate the books or dust mites. What do you have to exterminate in a library? Noisy people? Perhaps this place has a master after all.
1: It is at those words that deep in the gray chasm below, you hear the first signs of life. A distant and tortured scream for which there is no echo,
0: only anguish and silence. I'm sorry, what'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Zoned out there for a moment, closing the book and sliding it back. I immediately fingers like dancing along the spines to find another one.
4: I want to know how many books Zach has prepped. Like, are we playing an Elder Scrolls game where he spent like hours and hours just writing titles and tiny blurbs for each book? Not that many. <laughs> he just like, starts reading off of the Skyrim wiki. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: the Busty Argonian Maid.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking if these are all like unfinished books, like, there's got to be some fan fiction and stuff in here. Sure. <laughs>
2: Oh, no. Perhaps we should be quieter in the library.
0: Yes, very smart. Gaspar, well said.
2: So everyone heard that. I don't know if we are supposed to go and help that person, but the abrupt silence tells me that there is no more helping that person.
0: Iavos is now aware of the fact that you are all looking out the window and seeing that this is an endless chamber continuation of shelves and shelves of thousands and millions of books. And as he puts his hand on the window, his body kind of goes limp. and I shakes. catch him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you notice now that the windows are all without glass. They are three archways, with the center archway being the tallest. A simple stone design in the top, geometrics of no particular note, and a small latticework making up the ledge that keeps you from falling out. Every single room seems to have these windows. Every single room seems to be octagonal. And every single room has stairs leading out.
0: Does the window look large enough that a human body could fit through it if they propelled themselves? Easily. Uh, Wiping just a tiny bit of drool off of his chin, Iavos says, surely the answers to our quandaries lie in one of these beautiful tomes. Uh, I'll be certain to find it in no time. Let us
2: do this quickly. This place seems to be sapping Iavos' strength.
0: (laughs) I've never felt stronger.
3: (laughs) I'm going to quickly scan and just kind of look at
1: titles of books. Um, how would you characterize them? Everything in this room seems to be very stilted. All of the titles are some combination of words that clearly indicates like a young adult novel. Uh, the Sword of Whoever, the, uh, the the Pendant of Something or Other, uh, the, the Journey of X, Y, or Z. Don't read that one. And <laughs> all of them, as you open them, you realize are all individual rough draft works, mostly including these odd narrative breaks. And... Very much self-abusive. The people who wrote them clearly are not pleased with them. Some you find are not in common. Some are in strange languages you've never seen before, the names of whom aren't in letters you could even begin to pronounce.
2: Gaspar is still mistrusting of the unknown environment. So while people are looking through books and everything, Gaspar is outwardly looking to whatever could be moving If anything reacts to a new book being touched and so hasn't really specifically scanned any particular title.
1: Fair. Um, As you stand and as you kind of explore a little bit, I want you to go ahead and roll me a perception check. A perception? Mm -hmm. A six. I see. The only thing you seem to notice is the silence. It's not unlike being in a soundproof room. You say words, you make noises, and nothing seems to echo. There's no reverberation nothing it's as though you're in a small tiny space they said
4: that this dungeon was full of life energy but no life forms Mm -hmm. um standing at the window looking out at all of the other rooms hal's gonna ping one of his divine senses Mm. and see if i can detect anything
1: um you send out your ping and as you do you notice it doesn't come back quote unquote, it goes out and you can almost feel the sensation of energy passing through the walls and kind of giving you a glimpse of what might be beyond. But you sense no life that signifies evil or hostility. Instead, just
0: emptiness. Iavos has an open book in each hand and a couple on the floor that are open, trying to piece together what they have in common and coming to terms with the fact that these are all, you know, rough hewn books. None of these seem quite finished or polished as a normal published novel would be. Despite the lack of wind, this room seems quite drafty. Eh? 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 <laughs> 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 he is feeling stronger than ever. <laughs> and you're not sure how, but you're pretty sure he's actually doing a pretty good job of reading all four of these books as he's like <laughs> moving them with his thumbs and putting them back.
2: Perhaps the librarian has done an excellent job of organizing all of these tomes. If we go into another room, it might be different kinds of books.
0: Yes, if they're more refined, perhaps finished, edited. So Yavos...
2: Be honest with me. How many more books do you have to read before we go on to the next room?
0: That is a matter of desire, Gaspar.
2: After these four books, just read one more. We should start making our way through these rooms.
0: I fear I'm not going to be able to do any of these to completion with the level of detail that I wish. I'm just skimming, looking for clues. What threads tie them together? And he closes the two and slides them back on the shelf. Unfinished legends of some kind. These are all quite... Well, dull, to be frank, but not sure. Is there perhaps a code? Sometimes
2: people write nonsense, just blabbering on, but hidden amongst the text is a code.
0: I'm delighted by how many of these books are in languages that I can read, which is more than a few, let me tell you. But there are some alien symbols here I've never seen before. I fear I don't have time to do any translations, but sliding more books on the shelves and putting them all exactly back where he found them, (laughs) with reverence.
1: There does seem to be an organizational system at play here. There's consistencies, but it's hard for you to pin down exactly what they're using.
0: Hmm. Yes, we can move on now. Uh, though there are many more books I will need to... Oh, mm, wiping a little more drool from us. <laughs> <laughs> investigate thoroughly.
2: Well, if Fimber is right, we could be here for months.
0: Oh dear, that would be <laughs> dreadful. Doing the math of how much days of food they have. I
3: to... How long did they say that... Um, we potentially had between contractions. Unknown. Because I, I feel like Iavos could spend a
0: lot of time here. Yes, I'm curious if they'll let me come back at my leisure. <laughs> um, if that strange sound was any indication, perhaps we should seek the staircases leading downward.
2: Yes, let us be valorous.
0: Well, I will do the investigation of the shelves, but when it comes to hallways and stairs, Gaspar, you are driving this flying ship.
4: Iavos... Yes, Al. Uh Are any of your spill components um,
0: chalk or charcoal, perhaps? Yes. Uh, could I borrow a piece? Uh, certainly. Just be careful. What? Well, wait, what are you planning to do with this? Uh,
4: well, we're in a labyrinth and we might need to get back to the rooms that we've been in before. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to make a little mark here on the floor to indicate which direction we went when we left this room.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I suppose the floor would be okay. Just don't... Don't blemish these beautiful shelves. (laughs) You begin
1: making your marks as you continue to make your way downward. You try to follow only the downward stairs, but you often find yourselves without a downward path at all. As you make your way, there's an unmistakable sense of descent, despite your uncertainty, that for every down step, you seem to take an up step soon after.
0: Well, Avos is behaving, but if any particularly juicy book titles come to attention, he's going to stop and uh, investigate to learn more about this place.
1: After a few rooms, you do notice that the general theme of the room seems to change. At first, it was all seemingly adventure stories and things like that. But eventually, you come across what looks like a room full of nonfiction. You grab one of the books, and it is titled Man and Machine by Traeger Frome. This work is a detailed manual in the craft and repair of wagons and other machines. The writer seems to have taken great care to ensure that the work is enjoyable to read, as the descriptions are more poetic than prosaic, and the processes are littered with tangential musings on the wonder and magnificence of machinery. Periodically nestled in some of the sections are notes of frustration, uh, one regarding a neighbor or friend, uh, employee or customer, as though the writer had been distracted by the person during their work.
0: What a beautifully informative tome of uh, details regarding mechanics! But this is a, this is almost like a journal, like they're stopping and collecting their thoughts here on the page as they write it, both finished and unfinished. Are very curious.
2: Perhaps this is somebody's collection of unfinished works that they have decided to bind and cover as if finished. Hal looks
4: out the window at the endless, endless, endless rows of books. Yeah. I've known a few writers. There's probably this many unfinished books in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, they definitely seem to not be brought to completion quite yet. And who knows if someone's even transcribing these. Maybe every time we have an idea, it appears in one of these books, in one of these endless rooms. My sister had an old tome that a book of that size should only have so many pages. But I don't think I ever saw the same page twice inside of it.
3: When I was young, I had a small book that I used to compose songs and poetry in. I wonder what happened to it.
0: Never too late to start again. I
1: suppose so. You continue, moving down, down, down. The rooms don't seem to change too terribly much. Sometimes there's a pillar in the center of the room, all lined with books. Sometimes desks. But there's this crushing sense of familiarity and sameness to it. You're finding that the markings you're making are very useful, because as you leave one room and then you go to a dead end where there are only upstairs, you have to go back the way you came, erasing the marks as you went, and then finding a new down path. But eventually you do find yourselves going down more. Another book that catches your eye is titled Lamentations by Sappho Klot. In your hands is a diary. The words are tear-stained, in metaphor if not in truth. It is a free writing of the author's losses great and small throughout their lives, following no date structure, nor allowing for punctuation or indentation. The work is wholly string of conscious beginning to end.
3: (sighs) I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of nonfiction. Maybe there's something more fun later on?
0: Oh, there is much fantasy to be found in that which has been truth, Penny. This is a strange one, though. All these books, to read a novel, is to look into the mind of the author, but this... This is raw, unfiltered, like drinking from the source, tasting the frozen glacier melting into clean drinking water, but in book form.
4: Yeah there's no water here, I of us. They already told us that
0: <laughs> It breaks my heart to know these books rest here, unread, no eyes, no minds to share them with. This is just as much a prison of dreams as it is hallways with shelves.
1: You continue your journey. Is there a particular form in which you're following? One person going through the hallway first. Does anybody examine anything? How do you how do you proceed through this dungeon?
0: I imagine Gaspar's leading the way as far as going through rooms and hallways. Mm-hmm. And out of practice, you've learned that if you don't keep Ayavos in the middle, you will leave him behind as he <laughs> distracts himself. A typical so. old man
4: in a shop situation.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
2: Gaspar leading just through the archway. Iavos right behind. Penny and then Hal to make sure that he can shush people forward Mm.
4: so that they don't get distracted because we need to keep moving. And (laughs) you don't have to worry about Hal getting distracted by books. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Penny is likewise not
3: particularly interested in this section. So she's going to be paying attention to the environment, looking for any differences or changes from room to room and just like double checking out of open windows to look at the landscape and see if anything's changed as well. Give me a perception check. I would like to give Angelo a high five across the table because we're both in the sixes
4: club. <laughs> oh let's high find six. out six. Let's find out what mine is. <laughs> <laughs> Perception? Mm-hmm. I have a three.
2: Ooh, half. half. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like our one wise person is just reading books.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Penny is suddenly like thinking about composing songs again and just kind of like muttering to herself.
1: yeah it's it's odd as you try to take in your surroundings look outside the windows get an idea of what's going on around you all you can pay any attention to is the silence you don't see anything you don't hear anything and then periodically you'll hear what sounds like the rustling of paper but you assume it's just the reshuffling of scrolls as they settle over time
4: it's just books it's books and books and books and books it's all this it's just books it's just so many books there's never ending books we'll be here forever
1: Bajavos, you find another book towards the end of this section, Mm -hmm. when you start to realize that the tone of the space is changing. This one is titled Excruciato, with no known author. Within, you find only suffering, pain, and torture, described in intimate detail. It seems at first as though it is written from the perspective of the victim, but by the time you realize the intent of the torturer, it's too late. I would like you to roll a wisdom save. Ooh, tasty. <laughs> a 23. Nice, nice. Um, you managed to quickly close the book as soon as you start to feel the malevolence uh, radiating from it, and you take no damage. But for a moment, you felt the sting of sharp metal on your skin. You felt cold, cold ice wrapped around your skull, causing you to uh, slowly lose your mind. You could sense the intent and it was not a good one.
0: Stop, he says, like hand shaking as it slides back into the shelf. Some of these books have power. More than a book should, or perhaps exactly as much. I read of pain, and I felt it. I can feel the blades against my skin. Be careful with what you touch here. These are more than words. These are feelings. Horrible truths. Maybe
4: we could find a book on not being lost then. (laughs) And that would lead us where we're trying to go. Brings me comfort that
2: your mind is trained in these ways. I don't think most of us would be able to resist
4: the magic of the words in these tomes. Yeah, I think I'll just make a point of not reading
1: any of them, thanks.
0: The studies of my past are both in knowledge and in nightmares.
1: You continue on your way. I would like gaspar to roll me a
0: investigation check. This I will guidance. Now that I'm all focused up and stabbed to attention, <laughs> twenty
1: five. Cool. And give me uh, one more. Guidance two. Sixteen. Nice. Okay. It is now twice you have found what was obviously a breakaway stair, not as though it was intended to break away. More that they just seemed like they were either rotted out or hadn't been repaired recently or just unluckily built. But you do find them and you do manage to avoid them.
0: Well done, Gaspar.
1: You're not sure how many more of them there will be, and you're not quite sure who built this place. But what you do notice as you get a closer look at some of the carpentry is that there is no adjoinment in screw or metal but rather using a kind of pressed joining where everything is cut to specification and then pressed in to never be removed again these measures seem like they are here to slow us
2: down with such a great space perhaps infinite space having me slow down to investigate every stair could be the war of attrition they are trying to win
0: i will say there is some comfort in finding one thing different than the others besides the books on the shelves
1: I agree. As you continue to make your way down, the sense of foreboding grows. The number of green lights that you've seen before seems to increase, almost like fireflies dancing through the sky. You begin to see them in the libraries themselves. As you begin to spend time examining them, you begin to realize that they don't move like insects or any kind of animal that you've ever seen. They seem to simply hover in one space, and then they move towards something. And then they stop, And then they move. There's no predictable pattern to it, but this is definitely not the behavior of a creature with a mind. Using the
2: particular senses of the Vries, if I make a high-pitched sound, do these lights
1: reflect sound? Or are they simply just beings of light? You let out your chirp. It's a very piercing sound. And you notice that the sound moves completely through them. You also notice that there is no sound reverberation outside of the room. As soon as it leaves the immediate space, it seems to stop, making echolocation difficult beyond the room itself. But after that chirp, you notice something. The sound of rustling paper seems to have increased. I may have woken the books up. As you say that, you hear the turning of pages, the shifting of scrolls, and it begins to sound rhythmic, not unlike footsteps. Something is coming toward you.
0: After the terror that he felt experiencing the torture of that book... Ayavos is going to almost instinctively uh, call out for the blessing of the third and cast false life. Okay.
1: Does anybody else want to do anything?
3: Penny takes up her arms, bangs her shield, and shouts, Battle positions, everyone! At this, the sound of
1: paper gets louder and
4: faster. I believe we have to remain quiet. Yeah, Penny, it's a
1: library. You've got to be quiet in a library. It's the rules. What's a library? As soon as you hit your shield, you hear an unmistakable sound emanating as if right behind your ear.
3: What was that? I got shushed. Don't shush me.
2: (laughs) Gaspar will put one finger up towards his stump in a shushing motion.
1: (laughs) What is a library? You see two figures begin to approach from a downward stair. As they step forward, as they step forward their image begins to resolve. Every inch of their bodies is clad in layers of clerical vestments, collar and cassock, alb and stole, and most notably, a simple rectangular mask over their faces, and upon their heads a capirote, a tall, conical hat of the penitent. They carry no weapons, but instead a leather book belt with wooden fastenings, and a pouch of what appears to be writing implements. Yet what most draws your eye is not their equipment, not the style and cut of their garb, but the color and make. For their vestments are sewn not from the grays and creams of linen or wool, nor the snowy whites and vibrant dyes of cotton or silk, but sheet upon sheet of yellowing vellum, and every inch from cap to clog is inked with the written word.
0: Team Gold Dragon, making their way through the halls of the Librarinth, have come upon their first threat. Rust, I'm pretty sure the first threat was a dungeon full of books.
1: If they have to read to solve this dungeon's puzzle, I might just tender my resignation. You mean, tender?
0: Like, nuggets? No, you tender a resignation. Never mind. Dirk, if you decide to end your career at EXPN, I won't stop you. Oh, Aw, I
1: could never leave you all by yourself. Can you imagine? Just you here alone with your journalistic integrity... Nothing but the prompter and the open scry. No banter, no witty repart.
0: I dream of it often. Sounds more like a nightmare, Rust. In any case, the guardians of the Libraranth seem to have taken issue with the presence of the outsiders. Whether due to some particular infraction or standing orders from whatever being presides over this repository of knowledge is unknown. Mm Mega librarian, All stern with the shush and the overdue. I feel tingly in my... Gonads? Yes, Dirk. In your gonads. How is it that a man of your literary deficiency has an attraction to women dedicated to the library sciences? Well, when you don't do
1: great at homeschool, sometimes you get left at the library to study. And nice librarians are happy to tutor a young man in need. And a young man in need is easily distracted
0: by cozy cardigans and loose-fitting skirts. Dirk, when it comes to biographies, yours is surely a pop-up book.
1: And speaking of books, I can't wait to see Gold Dragon shred these paper pushers and put print media in the ground where it belongs.
0: Will our novice team maintain their composition, or will these scrollwork stewards prove to be the main article and remain stationary? Stay tuned to the experience to find out. That sounded like a smart joke. It was. I'm tingly. Yeah. in my special spaces. <laughs> I'm glad.
3: I am not sure what to make of this
4: book boys. Book boys. They're book boys. <laughs> They're book boys. Pages. As the I was going
0: I was literally gonna make the page joke. <laughs> I do like. I do like pages. Remember to aim for the spine.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. very good. Uh, Cover me! So there's probably not much opportunity for it, but who would you say is the play of the game? What would you say is the play of the game? Oh. I really liked Excruciato. That, mm. first, <laughs> that was just like a particular thing.
0: You're giving it to a trap? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not against it, I'm just clarifying.
2: I just like that it was like the name, mm-hmm. the description was, I mean, a lot of what Zach says is tight, but... <laughs> Thank you. uh yeah. It was well-timed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just, it was just a solid thing right there.
0: Yeah, it gave me a little taste of like dead Latin.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what about uh, MVP? MVP. The
3: pages? No. <laughs> it's really whoever like shelves these books. I think it's the
0: carpenter.
1: <laughs>
3: <Definitely>. The carpenter's <laughs> yeah. not getting paid
1: enough. <laughs> like a carpenter yeah dude could you imagine putting together an infinite labyrinth of 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 like japanese jointed fucking uh stairs and bookshelves without ever using metal
3: yeah that sounds awful I've, <laughs> i i watch those videos all the time on on social when they come up they are satisfying all
1: I've, right who's taking
0: over the uh, the reading no idea i have a fucking great idea
2: It's Angelo. Oh, okay. Did you cool. roll a 4 Yes, I did. <laughs> well, the dice have chosen me. So, thank you for listening to this episode of the League of Ultimate Questing. Battle May Axis. May I, yes, Battle Axis, Season 2, Burler Church
4: May I reintroduce <laughs> our players, starting with... Michael Leving. I play Halifun Orison Jr., the Paladin Barbarian, who is literate. <laughs> <laughs> he is quite, yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't like to read.
2: My name is Angelo Kaluag. I play Gaspar, the headless rogue of the phantom subclass.
3: I am Dana Ebert, playing Penelope Farthing, the level two warlock and level two bard. That's right. And her favorite genre of books is definitely adventure stories. So it's all downhill from here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My name is Law. I play Ayavos Isadora, witness to the withering acre. And I am the creative director of Slapdash Studios.
1: And I'm Zach Barkus. I am the dungeon master and producer, director, technical man uh for the place. Uh I'd also like to thank Sam Hediger the editor for doing these marvelous edits, uh though I think this one might be somebody else, possibly Law.
0: Thank you, Law. Yeah, Law the Edigar, nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'd also like to thank Brie Golden for the battle maps that we will be using for this uh, particular quest. Mm. Battle maps? You mean we'll be fighting on this extermination quest what? in a library? What?
4: Uh, you can uh, find their stuff at uh, goldenstylist.com. I'd also like to thank Powell's City of Books for the inspiration to create this infinite dungeon of wandering tomes. How uh,
1: dare you? <laughs> it was not Powell's. It was Name of the Rose. Thank oh, you very oh, much. Okay. All right.
3: All I know is is whoever shushed me is getting stabbed. that's fair I'll get stabbed I deserve it
2: but yeah what else can we say join our discord server join us for premieres on twitch all that good stuff but you'll find most of those links on the Mm luq.com I feel like we've gone on and on about it Mm -hmm. yeah you should join like I'm, I'm taking a nice casual approach this time I think it's safe to say that we don't need to give as aggressive a spiel at the end. Yeah. I mean, next time it will be overly aggressive.
3: I mean, what if people are starting with episode 17? They won't know.
1: (laughs) They won't know. That's fair. That's fair. It sounds like the readoff from now on should be whoever read it last. You roll a D4 and then count clockwise from that person. That way it can't be them, but it will be somebody. That's that's dope and terrible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think that's a great idea. Uh, do we have anything else?
2: Not at the moment. All I, f- right. I feel like, yeah, we, we went through player of the game, MVP. Once again, shout out to the Librarynth
4: yeah that's true it's not oh, easy that, to say that should have been the play of the game was naming this place the labyrinth.
3: Mm. I actually thought you, you mispronounced it yeah.
1: when you <laughs> took that
3: line
4: uh, the labyrinth. or and then, M- yeah. MVP was the, the
2: dungeon architect
1: Nick okay. I,
2: I agree this is actually no.
3: this is actually very fun this which is, I guess is um, not something I ever <laughs> would have expected
2: uh, so yeah Uh, When you visit your local library to support them, I wish you luck.